So do you think... What? Okay, you know how when you get a new car... Yeah. And you start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Right, like when you started driving a Prius, you started seeing a lot of Pri everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Pri, yeah. Pri. Do you think the same goes for, like, societal catastrophes? Like when one ha- happens, we start seeing them everywhere. Like, give give me an example. Um, we went into a pandemic. Okay. And then we went into continued social unrest. Okay. And then we went to a giant ship getting stuck in the main shipping route of the world. Okay. And now we're, you know, a have a pool of toxic sludge about to break free into the ocean in Florida. I mean, okay, so I did see a TikTok about this uh, this morning. And apparently it is more under control now. But they did have to put some of it into Tampa Bay. Like it's a smaller poop. amount of it. It's radioactive poop. It is. It is. Well, it's fertilizer, which, essentially. Which, which is poop. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. it's poop. That's poop. That is, that is poop. <laughs> That's poop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That. Listen, I've been following that story for a while. Like, since I first saw it on TikTok, I was like, what? So I kept looking up more videos on it to see what if someone had a better understanding of what's Oh, I had to wait until the girl that does all the, like, videos talked about it. Yeah, she's got the best information on it. Yeah. She's the only one that I've seen that's like... She's like, well, it's not technically a lake. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I figured out I can change my background. Like, I knew I could, but... I was like, 14 months into the Zoom being how we all communicate. And you now figured it out? I now figured out that I can, like, do University of Idaho stuff, since that's who my account is through. Yeah, and I can do Western stuff, since that's who my, who my account's through, so... I just think this is funny looking. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Trippy. Uh... Trippy anyway, campus. no, we're creepy campus. I, well, we're something. <laughs> <laughs> we're something. <laughs> Especially since you know this is going up late. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not punctual. We're just just well, say I guess it. You, we're going through it. <laughs> I guess you could say since we are creepy campus that we're tardy. Mm, does that work in college? I mean, no, you're just you're just late. It was like I, I know I'm a college professor, but like I don't have a quote tardy policy. I just like don't. How long do students have to wait for you? That's not real. What do you mean it's not real? That's literally fake. That's not a thing. That's not a policy. It's not a law. It's not anything. Well, I would be very upset if it was a law, but like students have been. Oh, you weren't here within myth. five minutes and you're not a doctor. So I'm going to leave. Yes. It's all like, they all say it's based on like, do you have a master's or a PhD or whatever? And I'm like, well, what do you say about an MFA? Which is also a terminal degree. So anyway, point being, that doesn't exist. But here, here's the other thing. If I'm not there, 
on time, first of all, there's a problem because someone go check the theater. He fell off a ladder. Like, yeah, someone go check on me because I got a problem. <laughs> um, or check your email because you probably got something from me that said, hey, my basement is flooding or <clears throat> hey, I, I mean, I'm thinking of examples from this year or hey, I have a migraine so bad I can't get off the floor. And I typed this out on my phone. <laughs> mm, that sounds like code for hungover. I wish it was code for hungover because then at least I would like have a reasonable explanation. No, I'm just migraine. Just, just, just migraine for anyone that, that listens. And I know that I know multiple people that listen because I got messages today about something we said in an episode like two or three weeks ago. Um, but, Which is why I don't feel bad that we're late. But anyway, because people are behind too. Because we're all going through it. We're all going through it. Oh, we're, so, we're all going through it. Yeah. Do you like my picture? Uh, that was oh, Harold. Fun, such a fun character to play. He was, he was, oh, he was a character. <laughs> so Jeremy's current video background is a picture of him as a character in a show. Named Harold Gorringe. And his costume is a blue windowpane suit with an orange bow tie and pink Elton John glasses. And he is currently handle, holding a candlestick like he should be wearing a Victorian like nightcap. When I tell you that that is probably one of the best characters I will ever play in my life. I'm not kidding. It is so funny. <laughs> Telling you about pottery. <laughs> he was so much you fun. Oh, just very, very flamboyant. Oh, very flamboyant. And I was here for it. <laughs> like, think a taller version of. Oh, gosh, what's his name? Who? Like Elton John or oh Leslie oh. Jordan? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it is a taller Leslie Jordan, if we're being real. I was, I got very confused because I just wanted to say his character's name from Will and Grace. Oh, uh, Beverly Wells, Leslie. Beverly, yeah. And I was like, that's not right. That's a character's name. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. I'm, and I'm being indulgent. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh. I haven't gotten to do theater in over a year. So <laughs> you did theater last night. I did. I did do theater last night. I wore a mask and did theater, which was very weird. Also part of the reason we're late. Yeah, I didn't get home for a long time. And when I got home, I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. And it was just a student-directed show, but the director, she cast me in this character that was just like screaming the whole time I was on stage. Starring Jeremy Cloyd as himself. I was about to say it was typecast, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is accurate and, and totally fine because it was real. <laughs> it was good. It was fun. I got to play on stage and I was working with students. So it was kind of interesting. You had a giant mustache and a wheelchair. so And the mustache was upside down. Mm, that makes it better. Because I that was a total accident, too. I put it on upside down and the director said, uh... Did you mean to do that? I said, oh, 
no, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And she said, no, no, keep it. It's good. <laughs> so uh, a mistake kept got, got, got to be part of the show. <laughs> anyway, let's get off of um, acting for a second. <laughs> oh, you never stop acting. Boy, don't I know. I'm uh, only saying that mainly because it's hot up here. <laughs> yeah, it's also warm here because it's like 80 something degrees outside. And yeah, institutional management means that we can't control our air conditioning. So, well, I can control it, but I ain't turning it on because I ain't paying for it. There's that too. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Ghosties. That's home ownership, which is also talking ghosties. Ghosty of your money. <laughs> That money ghosted my wallet. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who goes first. Uh, I can go first. Um, mine is kind of short. Okay. But um, does that work? Yes, because mine's a little bit longer. But not Which huge. is good because next week I have a story that I can do that I wanted to do tonight, but I just did not have everything researched the way I wanted it. So I, I went with something different. But um, that I don't know if it's I... still recording, but Jeremy froze. Oh, I did. You froze hard. Can you still hear me? Yes, but it's telling me that my internet connection is unstable. That's usually what it tells me for you, too. <laughs> Weird. Hold on. I need to do this real quick. <laughs> That's probably not helping. Probably not. Here, I'll turn mine off too, just in case. Just so everyone knows, we turned off our virtual backgrounds. Virtual backgrounds. Because bandwidth said no. Bandwidth said no. So Jeremy's no longer in front of Harold, and I'm no longer <laughs> in the creepy corner. I mean, I could be in the creepy corner, but all my like actual equipment for Zoom stuff is up here. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll start, and I'll do my sort of shorter case that's a little interesting case story whatever it is um it it's interesting because i've never heard of this place at all i have a lot of vocal fry tonight too by the way so we're going to uh texas stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of texas i literally don't know that except through you you've never seen peewee's big adventure Yes, I have, but like it's featured in that movie. I just heavily. don't have good memory of that. So we're going to Texas, which is cool because I don't think we've been there yet, right? We, yeah, I don't think we've been to Texas. No, so we're going. We've to... been close. Yeah, close, but not quite there. So we are going to the University of the Incarnate Word. Sounds very Catholic. Oh, it's super Catholic. <laughs> um, so this is a Catholic university whose main campus is located in San Antonio and Alamo Heights, Texas. So okay. cool. No big deal. Uh, founded in 1881 by the Sisters of Charity of the Incarnate Word. <laughs> the campus is about 151 acres. Um and it also, this is what I find really interesting because I was like 154 acres is a lot of land, right? Mm -hmm. um, they also operate an all-girls high school, a co-ed high school, and two elementary schools. Okay. 
this is a literal like campus in the biggest possible way it is probably i mean sounds weird until you think about it in the context that they're all catholic schools so yeah so okay this very little brief history here so the school's founded by like i said the sisters of charity of the incarnate word who came to san antonio in 1869 to assist with treating a cholera outbreak okay so that is one thing i'll give like the catholic church or specifically uh nuns as part of the catholic church they were very active for, mm -hmm. uh, especially in the early part of the the united states they were very active in like trying to help in big issues like this and that was something that like stood out to me um so the institution actually began as the incarnate word school in 1818 1881 and was chartered as a college for women which makes sense um and in 1900 the academy of the incarnate word which had been established first uh in a different area of san antonio was moved uh to kind of fall under the sisters of the incarnate word in alamo heights and then they started to grow and grow and grow college classes were added to the curriculum in 1909 the name of the institution was changed to the college and academy of the incarnate word and then in 95 obviously they pushed out and became big into adult degree programs and different things so it is a really strange institution in that way um it's had a weird journey <laughs> or at least that's what it seems like to me but what made me want to do like a kind of a short dive on this, like a on wine and crime, they call this a shallow dive. <laughs> um, do not roll your eyes at me. Um, so the reason I wanted to do this is I found it on a hauntedplaces.org article. <laughs> do you know this website? I think so, yes. Yes, it's great. Um, because they have like one story and then they have opened it up to comments from people that went to school there. Okay, yeah, I've seen a lot of, I don't know if it's specifically on that website, but I've seen a lot of websites that have done something similar. So that's what we're gonna do today. And I think that's, uh, the reading of these has been really interesting um, because I love hearing stuff like this in people's like firsthand voices. Although there, if there are ghost nuns, I need you to tell me right now. I don't, I, did, I don't remember any ghost nuns. No, I don't. Okay, because um, that, mm. I don't think there are ghost nuns. If I find a ghost nun in here, I'll go, oop, sorry. <laughs> Need a trigger warning for ghost nuns, please. Yeah. Um, okay, so <clears throat> we start here with what the website gives us, which is that in the main administration building, which was built in 1922, there's said to be a spirit of a little boy playing with a bouncing ball on the third floor. I'm sorry, there's nothing okay about that. Yeah. There's especially nothing okay because I used to give my guys when I was an RA the rule that they could not bounce halls, balls in the hallway. <laughs> not impressed. Um, not impressed. So it, it's like every little ghost boy has a ball. Well, you know, because they got to make noise. Then on the fourth floor, the fourth floor was actually once used as a quarantine area for, say it with me, tuberculosis Cholera? oh oh come on 
I mean, I know we they talked about cholera earlier. Yeah, but they hadn't founded the college yet. So, <laughs> so big, big TB war during this time. Um, and they say that a bunch of spirits still linger there. There are cold spots, electrical abnormalities. Um, and also there's another hall. Also, everyone keeps sending me TikToks um, called. Du, du, I practice saying this and now I can't get it. Dubois. Dubois. Are you on the website? No. How do you know? I, I saw you try to make the B sound. And I was like, he's trying to say Dubois. But it's D-U-B-U-I-S, which is why it was weird. Dubois? I think it's still Dubois. I think it's still Dubois. Yeah. And the, oh. I'm sorry I lied. I only read all the stuff about the boy. I read all the comments about the boy. <sighs> Tell me about the ghost nun. <laughs> There's said to be a ghost of a nun who haunts the students there. Some have felt uneasy feelings of being watched, and one student reported her stuffing, her stuffed animals being rearranged in an orderly fashion during the night. <laughs> but I mean, it's not scary. You. It's not scary. Like it, it's not bad, right? It's a ghost and it's a nun. And it's a nun. Okay, so let's go to some of the comments because this is where I found some of the fun stuff. So um, there's an anonymous poster who said that this was back in 2007, which do you realize that that was actually a while ago now? Um, I graduated high school in 2007. So yes. Yeah. I taught students today about the recession from 2008 and they said, oh, I don't remember that. I saw a thing. <laughs> kids today talking about the 90s. It was like 90s kids talking about the 60s. Stop. We old. We old. I can't deal. Anyway, okay, so back in 2007, this poster says, I stayed late in the video editing room on the third floor having to finish my final, and I didn't know about or believe in hauntings until I stayed late. And for like an hour, I heard this kid playing with a ball. And while I thought one of the professors maybe brought their kid so they could finish a paper uh, or finish paperwork and kept working on my final as if nothing was happening. It was like 1.30 a.m. and I'd had enough hearing this kid running around. So I went out to talk with the parent slash professor and walked down the hall and no one was there. So I went right back to editing my final and again, I hear the kid this time near the door. I get up and no one's there. Now I'm scared. I saved my final and began packing my backpack when I hear a man talking to the kid and begin laughing. Mm -mm. So I took off running and no one was there. Never stay late. Nope. See, these the posters are so good about this. Oh, I think it's so much fun. Okay, so I'm going to read this one as well. So I work in the library at night, and many of the librarians have heard strange footsteps at the back of the stacks at night. One night after finals, I was putting books back on the shelves when I heard a knock on the shelf next to me. No one was in the library except for me and the desk girl. I was in the complete back, and it happened again. I noticed I put the book in the wrong spot, so I fixed it. The knocking stopped after that. I guess she was just making sure I did it right. Hmm. <laughs> Ghost librarian. Who might have been a nun? Who? I mean, 
what? Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe. Um, let me find the one that I really liked. Uh, yep, we're gonna go to this big one. <laughs> okay, this poster says, I'm a freshman student in my second semester, and I never thought I could really attest to something like this until tonight when I decided to browse the vast expanse of the library. Starting from the bottom floor of the main collection to the second floor, where I browsed through some of the oldest books, documents, journals, etc. Um, I was beyond fascinated and in awe at the timeless essence, and I realized over an hour had passed at me browsing the library, and it was about 15 minutes away from closing, which is midnight. It was quiet and empty, it was the only one on the second floor with the oldest of the collection and some graphic documentation like class photos of some of the earliest students. I stood alone and was certain of it when I came across the New York Times large book dated 1940. I opened the cover to view a few pages and did until I heard footsteps as if someone was coming. So I modestly picked up the book off the floor where I had been viewing it, which is me in a library in college <laughs> and on put the floor. it on the floor with all the books. <laughs> um, and she said, I put it back on the shelf. I waited to see, you know, someone and no one appeared. I went to the next aisle since I was almost done looking through the last of them and heard this presence of another person traveling the opposite direction on the other side to no avail. Nothing. No one. I felt uneasy at, at the last of them against the wall with the class photos that are encased. It started. The clicking. For the whole hour I was up there, it was silent. And now, after almost completed with my time there, the ceiling began clicking. The shelves began clicking the walls in a patternistic click i was still alone and i wanted to be open and believe that this was fine since no harm was being done but it continued and would not stop coming from all directions all around me i decided to not test the limits of whatever entities made these sounds and experience so i left in a hurry definitely not returning at closing alone it was strange enough i feel as if a message was trying to be relayed but things work as they do and i'll move up, move on not afraid but aware i don't know if you've ever been in the stacks like when it's really quiet and alone but it's not a place you want to start hearing things i don't know what you're doing but i can't hear it <laughs> I'm trying to make clicky sounds. Oh yeah, no, that I just these stories are so cool. I think that they're so interesting because you're hearing them firsthand. They're not curated. They're not posted in a newspaper and like edited. They're just so so cool. <laughs> so I would dare to say that the University of the Incarnate Word has some definite hauntings. When I mean, I've got like. 10 postings here that I could have read. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. 
I also took your advice and started searching like 20 pages in. <laughs> right. It's so much better. And you get so many cool things like this. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so now that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I've done. I told you it was kind of short, but it was interesting. Cool. I like it. Oh. <laughs> was that on your end or was that on mine? What, this? No, okay. I must have heard someone yell in my building. Oh, that doesn't. For whom does the bell toll? Uh, Ulyss. <laughs> <laughs> does that shock you? Not at all. He's like, so what does next week look like? I don't know, Ulyss. <laughs> um, it looks like a week. What does, no, how does you next week look like? This man is like entering a PhD program. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he is not a poster child for your college. No, he kind of is. He's actually brilliant. He's just kind of scattered. <laughs> You've met well, him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. tell me so, about your story. Yeah. We are going to go back to Alabama. Someplace we have been before. Alabama, Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so I pulled this story together from Wikipedia, al.com, as in like the abbreviation for Alabama, yeah. and the lineup.com. The lineup? Yeah, it's a paranormal, creepy website. So. I love um, but I'm going to butcher this. It's. It's very simple, but I know I'm going to mispronounce it at some point in the story. But Huntingdon, not Huntington, Huntingdon. Dunn? Yes. Hmm. So Huntingdon College was chartered on February 2nd, 1854 as Tuskegee Female College by the Alabama State Legislature and Governor John A. Winston. The first president was Andrew Adgate Lipscomb. Dr. Lipscomb actually laid the foundation for the college as a teaching college rather than a research institution, which the state was kind of going for. So in 1970, or 1872, the name was changed to Alabama Conference Female College. Yes. Yes, for female colleges. Yeah. Um, so it changed because the college came under the sort of direction of the Methodist Episcopal Church. Um, but as the college and the South in general struggled to rebuild following the Civil War, College leaders believed they needed to relocate the institution to a more populous city, and they chose the state's capital of Montgomery. Hmm. So in 1908, they purchased a 58-acre parcel of land almost in the outskirts of town. It's now part of the old Cloverdale neighborhood of Montgomery. Um, the campus landscaping was actually designed by Frederick Law Olmsted Jr., who also planned the Biltmore Estate and Central Park. Oh, God. Yeah, so. which is cool, but also not at the same time because I have a lot of issues with Central Park now. Yeah, but I've learned a lot of history. <laughs> so the college was renamed to the Women's College of Alabama, um, and they moved all of their furniture, lab chemicals, and records into Hamner Hall in Montgomery on August twenty fourth, nineteen oh nine. So they moved all their furniture, lab chemicals, and records. Right. Okay. So wood, 
accelerant, and fuel. The building burned to the ground that night, destroying the records oh, of the no. college's first 50 years and all of its furnishings. Sorry, I realized you couldn't see my mouth being agape. <laughs> yes. Um, so the students and the then president, William Martin, moved to Sullins College in Virginia for that year and kind of borrowed space to do their classes in Virginia, which is kind of cool. Um, but construction continued on the college's first building. John Jefferson Flowers Memorial Hall was completed in 1910 and designed by Harvard architect H. Lankford Warren. Um, Flowers Hall was designed to emulate the collegiate Gothic architecture of Oxford and Cambridge Universities in England and of Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Naturally. Um, it, set the, it set the tone for the entire architectural style of the campus. So the college admitted its first male students in the aftermath of World War I, graduating the first male student in 1934. Um, but it was still operating as the Women's College of Alabama up to that point. But of realizing course. The, realizing the name Women's College of Alabama no longer fit its student body, it was renamed in 1935 as Huntingdon College in honor of Selena, Countess of Huntingdon, a note, notable supporter of John Wesley and of Methodism. Yeah, I feel that. Yep. Um, so now, um, currently, Huntington offers more than 50 undergraduate programs of study and 18 NCAA Division Three intercollegiate athletic teams that participate in the USA South Atlantic Athletic Conference. Um, enrollment has increased pretty dramatically um, over the past few years. They currently have an overall enrollment of about 1,200 students. Um, and was they were listed in 2014 as one of the fastest growing colleges in America. So all that background, and we're going to talk about to continue our unofficial theme of like different ladies of color, <laughs> colored ladies. Cause we had like the black, we had the lady in black, right? And then what was the one you did a week or two ago? Uh, it was lady in black. It was at a, uh... gosh, I don't remember the college. Because I did the Lady in Black in Arkansas. I think you did. You also do a Lady in Black. Yeah, I did a Lady in Black somewhere else, actually. Okay. Well, today I'm going to talk about the Red. Or lady. no, may, I did a Lady in White. Yeah, you did Lady Lady in White. White. I'm going to talk about the Red Lady. Ooh. So the Red Lady of Huntington College has changed somewhat over the centuries. What was once a benevolent yet inquisitive Lady in Red who quietly roamed a residence hall has transformed over the years to a rather vindictive apparition who evokes fear and apprehension from those she visits. Me too. I mean, if I walked around in all red. So this is was really interesting to me because it's basically two separate kind of like manifestations that go by the same name. Okay. So our story begins when Huntington College was located in Tuskegee. One night after lights out, the girls on the upper floor of the residence hall noticed a glowing red light emerging through the cracks under their doors. The curious residents peeked from their doorways to witness an ethereal lady in an exquisite red gown carrying a red parasol gliding up and down the corridor. The apparition radiated a red light and seemed oblivious to the onlookers. She maintained a forward stare and continued her patrol of the hallway until dawn. But why is that me? Just walking around with your in a night in this exquisite gown with a parasol. That's how you're gonna find me one night now. <laughs> oh. 
Um, the terrified students were never again quite at ease as each night, as night fell each evening, never sure if the ghost would return. But she never did. And there was never any satisfactory explanation for her appearance. When the campus was relocated to Montgomery in 1910, the school was renamed the Women's College of Alabama, and the Red Lady was a thing of the past, left behind with the building she haunted in Tuskegee. Until that is, a young girl named Martha moved to campus. Oh no. So Martha was born to a wealthy family in New York. Her parents were both natives of Alabama, though, and Mar Martha's father left specific instructions in his will that Martha was to attend his mother's alma mater. His mother, or her, her mother had, or so Martha's grandmother, yes, um, had attended what became Huntington when it was located in Tuskegee. Okay. Um. So. Martha did not want to leave her home in New York, but she complied with the wishes of her father, feeling that she had no other choice. <sighs> Martha's arrival on campus drew immediate notice from her fellow classmates as she had a particular fondness for the color red, which she displayed proudly in everything from her choice of clothing to the decor in her fourth floor room in Pratt Hall. Her, breads, her bedspread, her rug, even her accessories were all red. It, it made me think of the TikTok of purple people. Oh my gosh, no purple person. She is has not a purple ever person. Not. She is a red person. What am I? Am I a green person? You're a green person. I wondered if I might be a green person. But um always an outsider on campus, Martha didn't really make friends easily. Um some might even say she actively discouraged her classmates whenever they attempted to befriend her. She was, after all, a New Yorker at heart and was not ready to call Alabama home. <laughs> no one opens the door for a native New Yorker. <laughs> but I think it's very, like, I suppose the early 1900s, like. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people said, oh, bless her heart. I say that in 2021. Yep. <laughs> um, but she was also a shy girl and some students having heard that she was wealthy could easily have mistaken her shyness for disdain. Okay. I yeah. get it. I get, I get it. It's a Northern Southern thing. It's always mm -hmm. been an issue. Yeah. Um, so whatever the reason she was a very unhappy girl with no friends on campus, her sullen cool demeanor made it hard for her to keep roommates. Her gloom seemed to permeate the room, dissuading anyone with an inclination to stay. So as the weeks passed and no roommate for Martha could be found, the sort of dorm president of Pratt Hall decided to give it a try. Um, but after a valiant effort to befriend the lonely girl, she too was overwhelmed by the morose atmosphere and decided to leave before she too became despondent. Talk about a roommate conflict. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so the day that the dorm president decided to move out, Martha entered the room just as she was preparing to leave with all of her things. In a rage, Martha lashed out, accusing her of abandoning her like everyone else at Huntington. What's more, Martha allegedly issued a curse, warning the president that she'd regret the day she left the room. There's always a curse. Yep. Um, so soon, no one in Pratt Hall could stand to even be in the same room as Martha. Her presence seemed to cast a chill upon the room, and anyone there would soon find an excuse to leave. Feeling alienated, Martha retreated to her room, cloaking herself in her red bedspread as if to shut out the rest of the world. 
but this intense isolation seemed to drive Martha from melancholy to straight up bizarre, if not frightening. She began roaming the door. She began roaming the halls after lights out, randomly opening doors of her hallmates and casting blank stares into their rooms, patrolling the hall as if she was in a trance. Mm, I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. Um, one evening after Martha had failed to attend any of her classes and had not been seen at any meals, her former roommate and dorm president decided to check on her. As she neared the girl's room at the end of the corridor, she noticed a strange red glow emanating from the transom over Martha's door. Upon opening the door, she found Martha dressed in a red, in her red robe and cloaked in a red bedspread, lying on the floor in a pool of blood. <gasps> Unfortunately, Martha had taken her own life. No, I was not prepared. Yeah. Um, so today, Pratt Hall is no longer a dorm. It actually serves as the college's Department of Education and Psychology. But student, But some students have reported strange activity on the fourth floor where Martha once resided. They claim to have seen a red apparition walking up and down the hallway, even passing through solid walls and doors. Others have reported a ghastly red glow coming from underneath the door that led, leads to the room that was once Martha's. So why would Martha choose to remain in a residence remain in residence at a place that brought her such sorrow. Some have speculated that she's there to warn students of the potential harm their mistreatment or rejection of others can have. Others wonder if the Red Lady at Tuskegee foreshadowed Martha's arrival on the Montgomery campus. Oh. Because think, like, she wandered the halls. Well, so, okay, that was... So I had a question about that, but mm -hmm. I, I want to let you finish before I ask. But, like, she wandered the halls, the Red Glow, like, there are some similar element there yeah there's some um, big parallels yeah so we'll never know of course but the uncertainty will not diminish the impact she has on current and future students on campus of course huntington has no official records to confirm the story yet the legend of the red lady has do. become what they never do yet the legend of the red lady has become one of the most famous in the state in death martha finally achieved the popularity she never had in life the legend of her ghost is so famous that the college's sororities host the yearly Red Lady Run in which they the members paint their faces red and dash around campus. That feels not okay. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, but yeah, that is the story of the Red Lady at Huntington College. So here's my thing about mm -hmm. that. Is it that she foreshadowed, that the, that the Red Lady foreshadowed her arrival? Or is there a weird haunting thing going on? Did she become possessed by this ghost or influenced by this entity? Mm -hmm. Because we've 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 seen that. <laughs> we've we've heard about that in other stories. We've heard about that in in other horror genres before. Mm -hmm. That when an entity exists, sometimes it influences different people the same way. It's very Amityville horror, right? The right. house drove him crazy. But, and I thought that too, but remember that the first apparition was in Tuskegee and then nothing else happened and then they moved the entire college to Montgomery. Yeah, but ghosts are not necessarily like they're not always tied to a place. Sometimes they're tied to 
people. Sometimes they're tied to objects. Sometimes they're tied to institutions. So I don't <laughs> know. I, I immediately, because it's because I'm a horror like junkie. I, I immediately think Amityville horror. And I, I think we like, it's that rather than like haunting of Hill house. Mm -hmm. Cause haunting of Hill house would, would lean into what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I thought the element of the two apparitions made that story kind of cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they did, they make my, my nerd senses tingle. <laughs> Jeremy just gave himself antenna and made him wiggle. <laughs> they do. They make my like nerd senses for, for analyzing like genre mm -hmm. tingle because like, this is not just genre of like fiction it's genre of story that is told by people, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just the original Lady in Red moved with the college and then Martha got to campus and that Lady in Red was like, um, excuse me, but no damn Yankee is going to take my favorite color. <laughs> Dude, I can see that though. I do declare. It's a very like Delta Burke in Designing Women <laughs> moment. I I was, my, my mom was going to Blanche from Golden Girls. It's same human same character archetype like <laughs> oh my gosh that's cool though i like that story yeah again dove like 20 pages deep into google <laughs> of course you did <laughs> anyway so do y'all have a lady in a certain color dress wandering around your campus yeah especially like sarah you listen to this all the time and you never send anything I was very targeted, but it okay. was very targeted because she texted me today about something we had said in a previous episode. <laughs> but yeah, you can reach out to us too, even if your name's not Sarah. <laughs> but if it is, and you have a PhD. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. But email us at creepycampuspodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at creepycampuspod. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all of our sides. So I was like was waiting like, for Jeremy to say something else, but I was like, I don't know what he's going to say. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are went to wrapping... the dentist today, okay? <laughs> he did go to the dentist today. Um, we are wrapping up season two, so we have a couple more weeks planned, but then we're going to go on summer vacation. I thought you were going to say sabbatical. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be an appropriate terminology. It would, except a sabbatical would last like a whole semester. Yeah, no. We're just going to take a summer break, maybe do another project. And maybe recharge the batteries. Yeah. The ba the batteries are me. I, I am the batteries. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a... I don't think we got a charger that big. <laughs> yes, we do. You gotta photosynthesize you. It's a sun. It's called plants. Summer. We're getting to do live theater. And you know, antidepressants and stuff. But like you know, the same go. energy as like bus, club, <laughs> another club, plane, no sleep. That's who I am as a person sometimes. Plants, theater, another theater, antidepressants, no sleep. No, there will be sleep. As long as it's not this hot downstairs, I'll be fine. <laughs> because I do not want to turn on the air conditioner. Oh my gosh. 
You're going to have to turn it on eventually. No. <laughs> I'm so picky about turning on an air conditioner. Well, fine then. Be hot and miserable. <laughs> I'm either hot and miserable or freezing. Because oh I don't turn on any AC. Well, maybe we'll just invite all the ghosts in your house and that will cool it down. Ooh, you can move from cold cool. spot to cold spot. An eco-friendly air conditioning system. Okay, I'll get you a Ouija board. <laughs> oh no 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 anyway we need to say goodbye bye <laughs> goodbye